should be played at high volume. Oh, K.J. Martin denying Rudy Gobert. There it is. Tate puts it up and in. Porter Jr. again. With his ninth three-pointer of it. My heart with the rebound. Look at it. Look at it. He's going to take it the length of the court. Puts it up in the left hand. The second pick will be made by the Houston Rockets. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode nine of the Liftoff Podcast. I'm your host, Keegan Smith, and I'm here with the fellas. We've got the whole gang tonight, joined by Corey Randall and my boy, Zeke. How are y'all doing? I'm amazing right now. I'm just happy to be back, you know? The boy is back from hibernation. How are we feeling? Man, chilling, chilling. This is Corey in the building. Finally, Zeke is alive. Bailed him out from prison. You know what I mean? <laughs> Man, it is. It has been a whirlwind of the past forty-eight hours on Rockets Twitter. There is a lot to talk about, and it seems that every single time, everything is going to boil back down to one Australian, Ben Simmons, and. We'll, we'll make it clear right now. This is all speculation. Everything here is pure speculation, right? We don't have any info. We're not trying to get ourselves in trouble with anything. So take everything with a grain of salt. But I will extend this to you. Yesterday, there is a Cleveland reporter who tweeted out something to the effect of the Rockets are interested in Ben Simmons if he were to be traded in the next couple of weeks, right? Now, like I said, take that report with a grain of salt. You don't know how true it is, right? Um, they've been sort of reputable about things in the past, but as I said, like if it's not coming straight from Woj or from the Athletic or something like that, then you you might you might want to filter that first. But it sparked a huge debate on Rockets Twitter over people who wanted Ben Simmons, don't want Ben Simmons, don't want anything to do with him. So. This episode, we're just going to break it down, have a nice long convo about the man himself. So anyone want to just start us off? Uh, Corey, do you want Ben on this team? Do you want to trade for him? Um, what you got? Yes, trade for Ben. Stop being stupid. We're going <laughs> to trade. We should trade for Ben. Ben. Okay. Huh? Hold on, I'm going to stop you there. Zeke, do you want Ben Simmons on the Rockets? Do I want Ben Simmons? Give me Ben Simmons. I'll take that man anytime. Yes, sir. What are Let's we talking go. about? What All are right. we talking about, man? We won 17 games last year, and we're trying to act about, like, who's good enough to be on our team. Man, I'll take anybody. What are we doing here? All right, this is perfect because all that means all three of us are pro Simmons, right? Uh, yes. Honest, I, I did not think this was going to happen. I didn't – there's a whole different dynamic to this show now. Uh, if you hate Ben <laughs> oh, because Simmons, there's, intelligent, gonna... there's intelligent discussions here at Rockets League. I'm not going to say that if you hate Ben Simmons to stop listening, but we're going to try and change your mind, right? I think we can do it. If we can change just one person's mind on Ben Simmons on the Rockets, I want to do that, right? So the framework of a deal, you're looking at John Wall is owed $44 million next year, right? John mm-hmm. Wall is also not going to be playing a single game for the Houston Rockets more than likely. He's agreed to that with the team that he's going to sit out and show up to training camp, be a mentor to the young guys, whatever, right? But we're paying the dude $44 million to be a glorified assistant coach. So that is the hmm. easiest way 
to match salary with Ben Simmons, who had signed a rookie extension, and he's due 35 mil next year. And he is under team control for the next several seasons as well. I think the next four. I'd have to double-check that real quick. But long story short, if there is a deal, it's probably going to be Wall plus Picks and maybe one of the young guys in exchange for Simmons plus salary filler, right? So how do y'all feel about the framework of that deal? since that's the most likely one that we've got. Listen, I'm willing to get rid of... How about this? Somebody called me today, and we spoke about it, and he said, if there's a reality, right, that you have KP... No, not... Yeah, we have Jalen Green and Sangoon and Kangaroo Jack on your team, right? Is that... Wouldn't you be happy? Like, is that bad? Is that a bad team? I'm just asking like the you, question. You, you you said in kangaroo jack. Yes, Ben Simmons. Yeah, I mean, so, no. That's so if definitely you, if you not. add him, yeah, like <laughs> you adding him to this roster yeah. is. <laughs> but is this a bad roster? Yeah, you a fool. But is it a bad roster? No, no. Okay, it's then. So bad. what are we? So so what are we doing here? That's exactly all you need. So if that's the if that's the if that's the future of the team, then what are we complaining about? Those are the only players you should care to keep. That's that's exact. That's what I'm saying. If you're able to get Ben Simmons, but you're able to keep, you know, keep um, KPJ, keep Jalen Green, keep Christian Wood, and even Sang uh, Sangoon, and you still are able to get Ben Simmons, I don't know why. People are acting like that means we're just skipping a rebuild. I think it pushes us like faster in our rebuild, but at the same time, like you get an elite player. I don't know why people are complaining about that. And he's not going to be playing a one either. So it yeah, just makes no sense to me. Nah, we're but it's the mythical draft picks. It's the mythical draft picks. Oh, yeah. Like three years ago, we weren't throwing away draft picks for like, Iman Shumper. Or like candy canes on Christmas morning. Like, we just threw them away, and now we just care. We care now. Yeah, but, like, it's not like any of the Nets pick in the next three years is going to be, like, more than a, a top top 20. Yeah, let's pick Ben Simmons in the top 20 uh, at the draft, a part of the draft. Like, yeah, that that's going to be great. Like, you're going to find a Ben Simmons. Yeah. Yeah, you let's see, just wait and draft Bronny. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> hey, if that brings uh, if that brings like forty year old Braun to us, then hey, that could be fun. But well, at least we'll finally have a reason to say that why he kept on putting up rockets emojis on Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah, there you go. But uh, <laughs> see, I I do want to get into the whole like Simmons conundrum and why people hate him so much in a minute. But here's my thoughts. Right, is if you have any kind of chance to get an all star. For cheap, you take that chance. If all it costs you, and that's where the draft picks come in, right? And shout out to Nima, because Nima on Rockets Twitter was talking about how he thinks that people in this fan base are now scared to trade draft picks away because we've coveted them so much, I guess. And I'm starting to feel like Sam Presti a little bit, right? But he's mm -hmm. talking about how he feels like because of the rush trade, we're scared to send out any kind of future assets like that. We're and suffering I, from a disease. It's called Sam Prestiitis. That's what we're talking Man, I, this I, is stupid. I understand, right? I understand not wanting to send those picks out. 
But what are the odds that any of those picks, especially those future picks, right, like from the Nets and stuff, what are the odds that those turn into a guy that's as good as Ben Simmons? What are the odds that it turns into a three-time All-Star and perennial DPOI candidate who has also made an All-NBA team by the age of 25? And I know he didn't have his best season last year. I totally understand that. But the guy is still really good. Like, he, he is an elite player in the NBA, no matter what Twitter thinks, right? So if you have the right. chance to send out John Wall, who's not going to play for you for the next two seasons – and maybe it costs you Jay Sean Tate. And we're going to get into that debate in a little bit too. But if it costs you Wall and a couple of picks that probably will never be as good as Ben Simmons, why don't you do that? Like, it's a much better deal now than it was trading, say, James Harden for Simmons. That's a very different conversation whenever you're sending out a top five guy and getting Simmons and picks in return. But if you're sending out basically nothing because Wall's not going to play, do it. I don't care what the return – like, you're getting a good player back for nothing, basically. All you're doing is offloading salary. So, Listen, man, if that, if, if that trade was available and they say they just want John Wall and Simmons – no, they just want John Wall and Tate for Simmons, I'm getting in my Mini Cooper right now, and I'm driving, and I'm, I'm driving Tate to Hobby right now. Like, what are we doing here? What what are we doing here? All right, like what are we doing here? Are you guys on? Are you guys on meth? Like are you guys on drugs? Like what are we doing here? I love Jason Tate, I really really do. But as much as he has one foot in the NBA, he has one foot going back to Australia. He will never ever 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 be at his beak, be anything close to Benjamin Simmons. I don't care if you think he's mid. He is not my cup of tea. To me, Ben Simmons, I don't refer to him as Ben Simmons. I refer to the man as Bearded Mona Lisa on Twitter. But I'll still take Bearded Mona Lisa every single damn day. What are we doing here? Yo. <laughs> I love the passion, man. I, I, I got to love it. And see, I think this is going to be an episode where we all like, we're all going to be on the verge of screaming this entire time because I, I can feel just. Because I don't, if y'all are anything like me, y'all been reading other people's takes on Twitter all day, right? Who are saying, oh, we hate Ben Simmons. We don't want Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is trash. Y'all been reading those takes and just thinking to yourself, like, do these people watch basketball at all? And I know Simmons had a rough playoffs, but Ben Simmons is still a really damn good player and people got to get that through their heads. Like you said, I will, I will go and buy Jay Sean Tate's plane ticket. If, and I love Jay Sean Tate. I loved watching him. I love his story, right? I was hyped as hell whenever we were talking about maybe signing him from Australia. I was really looking forward to that. And then they signed him and, you know, he showed us what he's made of. But the thing is, he's 26. He's older than Ben Simmons. He is older than Ben Simmons by a full year. All right. And he doesn't have the ceiling that Simmons has either. He will never be Ben Simmons. And so I get that he's on a team-friendly contract. That's all fine and dandy. But he will never be what Simmons is. So if we have to sacrifice the the player with the lowest ceiling out of our young core to get Ben Simmons, I'm doing that. Corey, are you trading Tate if that's what it takes? If that's what it takes and we have to include Jay Sean Tate with John Wall to get Ben Simmons, I am doing that in a heartbeat. And that is not even a slap in the face to Jay Sean Tate because he is a really solid player, but he's somebody to me – Ben Simmons is somebody who is 
your uh, perennial all-star type of player. Jay Sean Tate is a guy who's a really good glue guy, like a PJ Tucker. Um, so have, there's no comparison when it comes to that. And the things that Ben Simmons is going to be able to do on this team is going to open up for a lot of guys around him. And also it's going to be able to open up his game because he's going to have other playmakers who can create for him and many other people who can just really spread the floor and just, just imagine Ben Simmons on a break running with like you got Jalen green running over here and KPJ running over here. You could throw lobs to each other. You could play patty cake. You could do volleyball. You could do whatever you want and get buckets. So I'm all for it. Listen, you I could play volleyball out there and still get buckets. <laughs> Did I hear that right? Yeah. Imagine ben Simmons throws it over here and then you got KPJ doing a spike over to Jalen green. He spikes it back and then they dunk the ball They do whatever. I mean, listen, like, like, do you even see Tate on a championship roster? And Simmons is definitely going to be a high rotational player on a championship roster, either if he's going to be starting or he's going to come off the bench. But he's not going to come off the bench as a bum. He's coming off the bench to be a six man. Again, what are we doing here? See, what are we I'll, doing here? Like, I'll throw we're this out, right? We're falling in love with guys that we had on our roster when we won 17 games. 17 games was the worst we've ever seen, right? But listen, it was just one season, all right? We are we were the basement last season. We're trying to get to the top floor. We don't we don't get to the top floor holding on to Tate when you can get Ben Simmons, okay? Yeah, and, that, and that's not to discredit Jay Sean Tate because we all we, we I think we're over here. Yeah, we're in agreement. We do love Jay Sean Tate. Nothing against him, and it's nothing personal. He's a really good player, but he is also a second-year player who is a year older than Ben Simmons, right? And then I wanted to point this out. I spent probably a good 10 minutes today on Twitter, and I, I kept recording the same voice tweet over and over trying to get a good enough take of it, and I just I couldn't fit what I wanted to say in a short enough amount of time. But I was sitting here talking about how we were arguing like a week and a half ago over whether Jay Sean Tate should start over Daniel Tice at power forward, right? And we were arguing whether Jay Sean Tate should be starting over Jalen Green at small forward because at this point we thought that Wall was still playing. And so we were trying to shift Green to the three. So Tate is a borderline starter. Like he's not even like a surefire starter. And like you said, glue guys are important. Every team needs its glue guy. Every team needs its PJ Tucker or its Jay Sean Tate. But we were literally trying to argue for Daniel Tice over Jay Sean Tate the other day as a starter. So I, I don't see how you'd prefer Simmons over that. Like, do you not understand how? Or sorry, I don't. I, I meant I don't see how you prefer Tate over Simmons like that. That's that's what I meant. No, sorry. I know. Like this, like we were literally discussing poverty. And now we're potentially about to get rich and we're about to like fumble the bag? About to turn it down, yeah. Listen, you know what? Keep going. Keep going, bro. Move it forward. I'm not trying to say anything that'll get me canceled tonight. <laughs> Man, see, as long as you don't get into like Ben Simmons hate, it seems like at this point, maybe, maybe supporting this guy will get you canceled because Twitter hates this man, right? Twitter absolutely hates this man. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit, too, is just how I think Ben Simmons' reputation has just totally, absolutely been destroyed by social media. But not only by social media, but also by his teammates, by his GM, by his head coach. 
And so I think a lot of NBA fans have just seen so much Simmons hatred and slander on the Bird app that it has just totally marred their opinion of him. Because I saw people that were that were saying that they wouldn't like they wouldn't touch Ben Simmons with a 10-foot pole. It's just he's a good player, and people think just because he can't shoot that he sucks. When he literally does everything else on a basketball court at an extremely high level. So y'all can just go off of that. But I think it's stupid that Ben Simmons has become a meme. And I think the slander's funny sometimes, but we gotta keep it real. Come on now. But here's the thing though. It's earned. He earned that because this is this. He's been the same player since two, since he arrived in 2016 and has, no 2017 and has not changed. He's the same exact player. So I don't really blame anybody to feel that way. But at the same time, there can be a level of when the criticism just gets ridiculous, right? Because. There's 29 teams in the NBA that want Ben Simmons, right? They're just posturing to get Ben Simmons at a very low cost because Embiid and Doc Rivers decided to have, you know, a firing squad on him on national TV after losing against the Atlanta Hawks in five minutes. Five minutes after once they're at, like, a broadcast booth, right? So that's why his value is worthless, and he starts to look worth this along the NBA. But the one thing is consistent. Every team wants Ben Simmons. This is just about, about how low can you get him? Because just not even up to 12 months ago, Ben Simmons was talked about getting, take, getting traded for James Harden. And now we're having fans of the Rockets saying they would even trade up tape for him Jason tape like this is an opportunity right this is buy low high reward that rarely ever happens you need to shut up and do the deal all right I don't know if he's going to be a superstar I don't know what the hell that man's going to be he can go back and just decide not to dunk on Trey Young in in like with the final seconds in the game, right? Or final moments in the game. I don't care. If you're the Rockets, I won 17 games last year. You're in the business of collecting talent. Be damned. All right? He is talent. There's not much talent on the Rockets as much as we love our, our, our guys. Because when you're comparing our talent to the other 29 teams, we're not even sure if they can win more. We're not even sure if they can win up to 30 games confidently. If you were betting on the betting line right now, which is 25 and a half, would you put $200 down? I'm asking you, would you take the over with $200 on the line or $100 on the line? Would any of you take that? The over for what? 25 and a half for the Houston Rockets. That's what 25 Vegas 25 and a half wins. Over, under. Oh, for sh- You're putting money. 200? I'm putting over 200. Okay. How about this? Would you put it for 30? For I'm, 30, under, I'm I'm slamming yeah, I'm the probably under rolling with the under. I'm probably gonna yeah, I'm gonna say they're gonna be like either mid to high twins. That's what I'm saying though. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're not in a position to be choosy. This is the time to strike. You know, anybody well, value is lowest. Love a young talent. 
And 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 the other thing too, which I was talking to, you know, off the record, but with um with Keegan was like, you have a lot of people who put certain people on a certain level and have all these expectations. And then when they don't meet their expectations, they suck now or they they're this, they're that. Oh, he can't shoot. Oh, he shoots bad at the free line. Like we know he does that, but nobody ever raves about the, the, you know, the, the, the really good things he does on the court um, at all. And, you know, people will try to sit here and compare him when he's coming out to the NBA, compare him to LeBron and all these mm-hmm. kinds of things. Just let this player be him. And maybe he's really just not like, I don't see him as necessarily somebody I would build around as like my first option or the best player on my team or anything like that. And I feel like a lot of people view him that way. And it's like, if you viewed him in a different light as maybe not being that you would actually be able to respect how good he is as a player. And I also, you know, he hasn't grown a lot with in on, on Philly, but he is very, very consistent. And he was also like under Brett Brown, under Brett Brown, Brett Brown didn't really make any adjustments. The Mm -hmm. roster was always weird. And then doc comes in and, still plays him at the point and he should have experienced. I mean, granted, I know when they drafted Markel Fultz, they were trying to experiment him playing the one and stuff like that. But like they should have even tried to put Maxi at the one and put Ben Simmons somewhere else and try to just figure something out with him and not just doing the same thing over and over and over. So, you know, a lot of times it's about the system that you're a part of too. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with what you said there about how he was kind of, he was put on this pedestal before he didn't play a minute in the NBA. It's like, because didn't they have him recreate um, that one slam cover uh, and they were giving him the LeBron comparison and everything. And it's like, we compared these dudes coming out of college or in college or coming out of college to LeBron every single time. Right. Because you get the uh, Andrew Wiggins, the next LeBron, and then you get Ben Simmons, the next LeBron. Like we hear the next LeBron it seems like every couple of years in the pre-draft process. And then no one's ever going to live up to that by putting them on that pedestal and setting that expectation. You're never going, they're never going to be able to meet that. And so you're setting them up for failure. If no one had ever said, Oh, Ben Simmons is going to be the next LeBron. Maybe we view him in a slightly different light. And I, like I've said, I understand that he didn't have a good playoffs, right? I understand that he has not improved very much through his time in the league, but what he is, is a really really good player and then if you have a top five pick turn into that right like that that's a success he is he's not a bust by any means for his pick like he he turned into a three-time all-star by the age of 25 a perennial dpoi candidate by the age of 25 multiple had, all defensive uh performer thank too. you yeah and he was all nba in a 1920 yep. uh in that 1920 season and so it just it, – it continues to blow my mind that people think Ben Simmons sucks. And I, I get that he's had some pretty poor moments, but he's also had moments where he put up – there was a, a game where – I think it was against the Jazz. It was 40 – he put up 42 points, nine boards, and 12 assists, right? That's, that's funny that you talked about that. That's, the, that's one of the videos that I put in my article that I've written about him. Sorry, yes, guys. Yes, yeah. and I'll, I'll go ahead and plug that too. Whenever we get that thing published, y'all got to go read Corey's article because yes, it's going to be fun. It's going to be some good stuff. But like they talk about Ben Simmons not being aggressive enough, but you see performances like that where he just 
takes over, right? And he is the best player on the court. And that's while not being able to shoot threes. Like, he killed the yep. Jazz from inside and put up 42 on them. They knew he was going to drive. They knew he was shooting, like, from 12 feet and inside that 12-foot mark. And they still couldn't stop him. He still dropped 42, 9, and 12 assists, too. He does yeah. everything well. He can still score even though he is not a shooter. And that's the thing. You bring him to Houston, but he doesn't have to be the first scoring option, right? You can tell him, just play good defense. We can put you at the three or the four. And this is this is my master plan for him, right? As you send him out there and you say, look, we'll free you from Philly because you don't want to be there. If you'll play the three or the four for us, we'll let KPJ start at point, Jalen start at shooting guard, right? And those two, like KPJ can run the offense when he's starting, uh, get the reps that people are so concerned about. Jalen can get his shots. And then we can use Ben with like with PNR as a PNR threat, right? Lob threat too. He can do that kind of thing. But you tell him you're out there at the forward spots, just play really good defense and hustle. And you can be like that secondary playmaker that helps set things up too, because he's a good passer. And then when KPJ comes out the game, you shift Ben over to point guard and say, look, you want to play point guard so bad, you can do it now. You can run the bench unit, right? You can help set them up because you're a good enough playmaker to do that. And so it doesn't harm the young guy's development or anything, and Ben still gets to play some point guard. But that That's just that's how I would like to see it done. But if and y'all just, have any different opinion, I'd love to hear it. Just real quick, um, like – I also noticed too before when Ben Sim, I mean not Ben, Simmons, when Embiid would get hurt a lot, I'd feel I felt like Ben Simmons would flourish more. Because um, although Embiid's a great player, I feel like a lot of times he's, you know, sitting in the post or sitting, you know, wherever, just trying to ask for the ball to do some one-on-one stuff. But you know, a good example of a player moving them in a you know different um, situation and not trying to peg them as the next big thing like they did with Andrew. Wiggins is him going to the Warriors I feel like is the best thing for his career from being in Minnesota I mean this past year he shot his best uh, overall from the field he shot his best from three uh, they put him in position to really be like a lockdown defender and although he didn't average as many points like his impact was a lot greater um, playing playing that role he was and that role he's playing is not necessarily that of a number one overall pick but like you gotta just find somebody's groove and and let them flourish there and i just feel like he hasn't ben simmons hasn't been able to do that in the city of of brotherly love yeah a change of scenery can do a ton for a player and we saw that with wiggins right and wiggins had like you could argue this was his best year in the nba because he was contributing to some winning basketball he was really good this year and the thing is simmons like in philly and now he's holding out from training camp, too. So that, that trade value is just going to drop and drop and drop. As he but, should. It's not his responsibility to rebuild a trade value, remember? X. Hey, I, if I was in his position and my city hated me, all the fans hated me, my GM had been openly shopping me for months, and I had had my bags packed get, to get traded for James Harden back in January, said my goodbyes to the org, and then they're like, never mind, bro. We were fixing to send you out, but you're staying. I'd be pissed too. And whenever teammates are coming out and trashing him, like Danny Green did, and then Doc Rivers says, I don't know if Ben Simmons can win a championship as our point guard. Like, I wouldn't want to show up to camp either. I, I wouldn't want to put myself in that situation if I can avoid it. Listen, I totally understand. Why, why would he show up when the way how his contract is, 
is done, that he's going to get $16 million the moment that uh, camp starts. If I'm Ben Simmons, right, and I know that my team, or more likely my team doesn't really care for me, the fan base of Philadelphia hates me, to the point that a news station went and compared me to a garbage can going down a river. I forgot about that. And, oh, or, or, man. Like, why would I show up to crusty ass Canada? I'm Wait, you, what'd you say about what'd you say about the river? Bro, oh, there's there was a storm, I guess, that was like going down like a current, and it was a trash can and it was moving. And the newscasters on like Philadelphia's like local news station said, Oh, look, we saw Ben Simmons and trying to leave Philadelphia. Uh, and it and it didn't just leave. It hit the bridge and it heard like a huge boom. And, and then like, guess moving. he hit his head on the way out. I was like, man, I was like, come uh, on. You, you can't. That's a low blow. Listen, that's a, that, listen, for that type of behavior, they don't they probably don't even deserve Simmons or anything close to that. Because Preach. the moment the moment that they're having all this level of like issues with their star player then what are they supposed to do? You know how many times James Harden decided to be a menace in Houston? We still forgave him because the man was getting us Western Conference Finals berth. Who cares if he's, who cares if he's blowing smoke out of himself looking at Malaya shake that thing? Like, who gives a damn? Like, <laughs> he comes in and averages 34 and 11 a season. He can literally take a team full of nobodies. He could take, he could take a team with myself and you two here and get them into the playoffs. So who gives a damn? Can Simmons do that? I'm not sure. But I guarantee you the worst thing you would ever get with Simmons on your lineup is going 41 or 41 or just being at least eligible to be making a play in. Is that bad? Yeah, I wouldn't say 41 and 41. No, I'm just saying in general, just being mediocre. That's what I I mean by 41 and 41. Being mediocre is not good. I think you're with Simmons, there. I think with Simmons, you slip into the play-in spot, or you're at least in the running for it for most of the season, right? Exactly. It, you don't you don't want to rush the rebuild. I get that. I I totally understand that. But with Simmons, you you go out and you get him right, and you put him in a new. And that's what I was going to say before uh, <laughs> before we got off on that. Uh, you put him in a, like a change of scenery, and he gets to Houston. You have a coaching staff that believes in him, right? Hopefully, you've got. Uh, Silas could probably work out a lot of creative options for how to utilize him on ball and off ball too. And so what it turns into, it's like the dude could just say, I, my worst case scenario, if we were to get Simmons, is that he comes in, rebuilds his trade value somewhat, and they're like, okay, he tells them that he doesn't want to be here long term. And we say, okay, we'll just trade you somewhere else. And then you get back some assets or whatever. Listen. And then Simmons goes off to find a new home. I think that a change of scenery for him will make a huge difference because he obviously doesn't want to be in Philly. He shouldn't be in Philly. And I think that if he comes here and there's less of a spotlight on him because this is a team that won 17 games last season, I think it's just a better place for him to just figure out, you know, who who he is as a basketball player, what he's capable of. Listen, bro, lateral moves are the moves that you make. They're the moves that you make. A team that's not willing to make the moves that can potentially get you somewhere or the moves. If, if your team doesn't do that, 
then I'm sorry, your your team will not win a championship on any level, right? A team that's a great example of making lateral moves are the Toronto Raptors. They never really had a lottery pick, but they kept on making lateral moves and lateral moves. And then eventually they made the ultimate lateral move when a player was like open in the market to trade for, which was Kawhi Leonard, who many players, many people in the media were saying conflicting reports that Kawhi may never even walk again because his knee injury, so his leg injury is so bad that he has degenerative quads or that, no, he's faking and that he's a narcissistic player that just didn't want to be in um, Spurs anymore, right? Still took that chance. What was the result? A championship, right? Look at the players that they did not, they could not, they picked, but they picked on high picks, right? Pixie Yakum, Fred Van Vliet was undrafted. And there's a host of other players I can't remember on the top of my head that weren't like big picks. Yoki Perto for another one, right? Jonas Valenciunas. Right. Like these were all players that were moving parts in order to become a better team. Right. Or trading some of these guys. Imagine if they told him, oh, we can't trade DeMar DeRozan. We can't trade Yaku Perto. Like we can't do that. They mean so much to our organization. They've been there from the start. We could beat LeBron. We've just been close every year. Messiah said, no, that's stupid. I'm trading for the I'm 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 trading for the guy that every time he's on the court, the the defense, like the, the game becomes so absurd, teams decide to play four and four because his defense is that uh, that earth shattering, right? And that his clutch stat performance is, is just is in another realm, right? And like I was gonna say on the Simmons point, it's like Simmons is going to make, I'm going to reiterate this. Simmons is about to make $16 million even if he doesn't show up to training camp. All right. That's like more than half of his money up front. I don't know if you guys know this. Have you seen Ben Simmons' girlfriend? She looks like, she looks like Princess Jasmine. You're telling me that he would rather go to Camden in that crusty place and be around people that don't like him and, and ridiculous fans booing him? than to be laying up in Calabasas with Princess Jasmine? You got another thing coming, because I'll do the same stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> Man, I don't even know where to go from that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't blame him for not wanting to show. I mean, the city hates him. He's been openly shopped for a long time. I see Corey's back. Uh, let's see. I just I, – I cannot fault Ben for that. And people talk about the money, right? And the money is the big thing that Houston fans – Who cares? We're paying, we're paying John on $91 million combined for two seasons if he picks his player option up. Two seasons of exactly. him literally Thank not you. playing. And we don't even know how long is he's going to decide to not play. That's because, true. That's true. Because here's the thing, though, right? The way how John Wall decided to just disappear into the night but then you're now seeing him with Ben Simmons in the, on, on Instagram playing basketball with each other. You do know they're represented by the same client, Rich Paul, that everybody thinks is connected to the Sith Lord and LeBron James, right? That clutch mafia. Like, you don't think that this is his quiet way of saying he wants to go to Philadelphia and Ben Simmons can just be swapped into Houston or vice versa, whoever is oh. into this type of stuff? It's very possible. Don't act like 
And I'm not trying to say I'm a John Wall hater or nothing. I'm just saying this thing is not as cut and dry as you think. No, somebody like John Wall knows if he sits on the bench for a season, let alone half a season, knowing that he came from a torn Achilles and a bum ACL and multiple knee injuries and wrist injuries, right? But a $40 million per salary yearly. This is going to be a guy who's going to get forgotten about if he take if he's off the league for a period of time. Because right. the league gets younger every single year in the draft. And there's one and there's one position that you can find every single word. They're like weeds in the grass, point guards. So well, th- that's the point. I here's here's my thing too, right? Is we started out with the Ben Simmons rumor yesterday and people weren't sure, like everyone, like the general reaction at least seemed to be, Oh, this will never happen. This is totally unrealistic. And then a few of us were saying like, Hey, if he, if he holds out from camp, then this is a whole different ball game. And then yep. that's what happened today because his trade value was already low after that playoff series that he had. Right. And he passed up that open dunk or open layup and a game seven, they lose. Nobody wants Ben Simmons allegedly so his trade value is low and like you'd heard the rumor if there was an offer for what like Malcolm Brogdon and Jeremy Lamb and like a pick or something like that I think Daryl Morey should have taken that because it's just going to get lower from there that might still be on the table which pick which which asset that they're going to get in return it it was Brogdon Jeremy Lamb and then like I think a pick or two or something oh yeah 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 yeah. uh but regardless like what it turns into is Daryl is going to, and Daryl Morey, if we know anything about him as Rockets fans, is that he gets desperate, right? And yep. he is, he thought that he could, he thought that he could play the system here. And then it turned into him shooting himself in the foot because he just held on to Ben for too long. And then he pissed Ben off. And so the longer Ben holds out from not going to camp, and I believe, I fully believe this dude, like he said that he's willing to just eat the fines whenever the team hands out a fine. He said, I'll just eat it. You know, yeah. I, I'll pay it. I, I don't want to show up. And so the longer he holds out, the lower his value drops. And I think it will hit a point where maybe a package of John Wall and, you know, two future firsts is maybe a viable option because we know Daryl gets desperate. We know that the Sixers need a point guard if Simmons is gone. And then Wall is a former all-star, showed he still has game left in the tank. Averaged what 20 uh 20 points and like six assists and like eight year. assists. Yeah. Yeah. So he can still play. And I and I know that he has some off nights and you kind of gotta take care of his knees. Yeah. And I I don't think that that's a bad return for Simmons necessarily, considering how, how low his value is. I think it's realistic that if he keeps holding out, this might really be on the table. It's a bad return in a sense because when I guarantee you, when Embiid signed that deal, that 200 million dollar extension. He signed that deal knowing that Ben Simmons is gone and that they're going to get equal uh, trade value for him, right? So in the case of Daryl Morey, Daryl Morey is not trying to trade for just anybody. He's trading for a star. And somebody like Embiid who just came off of an MVP uh, type year and lost bitterly to the Atlanta Hawks despite playing with one bum knee, um, you telling him, hey, Ben Simmons is gone. Yeah, yeah, you know, the, the guy that still doesn't know which hand to shoot. Oh, you oh, you mean 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Light skin Tristan Thompson, that guy. Well, don't worry. Don't worry. We got you another one. Ooh, goody. Who are we getting? Oh, we're getting a uh, uh um uh we're we're we're, we're getting a uh, uh Malcolm Brogdon. Woo! What do you mean, Malcolm Brogdon? What like say, speak louder? Malcolm Brogdon. That's not what you promised me. And all and from what we've seen from this player empowerment era, we're more like star player empowerment era. Once that player gets their bag and fulfilled their obligations that can get them somewhere else, they're like, oh, this was nice. I'm going to a nice coastal city, right? And Philadelphia may be a big market, but it's probably one of the most overrated big markets in all of the country. Because you know what's a bigger market than than Philadelphia that's two hours away? The New York teams. You know what else is a bigger market than Philadelphia? The, the team in Chicago. You know what else is a big market? The California teams. He can literally just get up and decide and say, I want to get leave. So that's the point here. And I'm, I, I want to get all the drama too. Imagine if we get Ben Simmons, then whenever we go to Philly, we got beef. Whenever we go to Detroit, we got beef. And I would love all that drama. Cause I'm a drama. I was about to say queen, but king. Dude, yeah, we we know you are, man. You like getting into it. But what it turns into, it's like that would be fun. Like just from a from an entertainment perspective, as a fan, like we already kind of beefed with Daryl Morey because he he got up and left us. And uh, like you add Ben Simmons to the mix too, and you get a Ben Simmons revenge game against the dude who nearly traded him and then did trade him months after he just publicly shamed him. And so, you know, I, I'd love to see that. I don't know about y'all. But yeah, I so do want to. I just oh, got to go say, if Daryl Morey gets, if Daryl Morey gets fleeced, and we all know he most likely will get fleeced, but we're talking about like the return is down bad, down bad. We're going to have to start a dialogue. The dialogue is thrown over Morey. Yeah. We're going to have to start that dialogue. Yeah. It'll it'll be time because I I don't see a way that Maury wins this trade really because he's he's just mm-hmm. backed himself into a corner by putting it off for so long and so long and letting you know people in his org badmouth the player he's trying to trade to it just he put himself in a bad situation and now he's gonna reap what he sows and hopefully we can take advantage of that I did want to bring up one thing we're approaching the forty five minute mark just in okay. another three minutes here uh, before we wrap this up uh, I did have one more thing that I wanted to point out is that there was a there is a report from Forbes, actually, uh, you know, like the big business uh, company. And they were talking about the projections for the NBA salary cap over the next few years. Right. And so everyone's always so concerned with the money that Ben Simmons is getting paid because he's, he's getting a max. I mean, he's making 35 mil uh, next year and his contract. He's actually under contract until 2025. He will be a free agent. Uh, unrestricted free agent ahead of the 2025 season, which works out perfectly. Because according to this uh, article from Forbes, they're talking about how the new uh, the new TV deal with the NBA could lead to just this massive salary cap increase. Okay, and so they're they're projecting that they're going to go for. And keep in mind, last time they had a new uh, a new TV deal, the cap went up 24 million in 2016 right what they're projecting this time is that this could be a 75 billion dollar tv deal right 
the league's getting $8.3 billion annually. And then what that means for the salary cap is that in order to avoid just some big jump um, ahead of 2025 or whatever year it is, they would do salary cap smoothing. And so the cap would increase um, about 15 mil a year, I think starting after either starting after next year or starting after uh, 2020, um, 2022. And so if the cap is going up by 15 mil a year, they're projecting it to hit 171 mil by 2025. That is an insane number. And then whenever you have a salary cap, that's $171 million. Suddenly a $35 million contract for Ben Simmons isn't that much. He's not eating up near as big of a percentage of your cap. And so people were saying, Oh, I don't want to pay a third, you know, a third scoring option on my team, 35 mil. You will whenever 35 mil is pennies to an NBA star and somebody who plays, you know, who does so many things as well as Simmons does. Because he's one of the best point of attack defenders in the league, right? He's pro- right. he's a definitely a top three defender in the league. He's a DPOY candidate all the time, like every one year. of the better passers in the league, one of the yeah. fastest players from end to end in the league with a ball in his hand. Yes, one exactly. Players, one of the smartest athletic, and he's doing all this at six eleven. Yes, so all of these things, he's he's a rare player because he does so many things well at his size and he's just so athletic too. He's so quick. He'll beat you in transition. He can go up and he'll be able to catch lobs. The only thing that he probably can't do is probably guard bigger fives like Embiid for an extended period of time. But I'd love to roll him out like a small ball five too. Every once in a while, if we go. People were talking about like earlier, like, Oh, what if Ben Simmons could just shoot two, three to make two threes a game. In like in Houston or wherever team he is, he'll be a top five, top ten player. I said, who cares if he's Jonathan Isaac on offense? Then he already becomes a top ten player with the other talents he has because of his playmaking and defensive ability. Like, who cares? He'll be worth that contract. And the best part, if you trade for him, you have him under contract until twenty twenty five. So every year, if they do agree to this new TV deal, that they're that they're projecting it could be then you're looking at like every year that Simmons contract just ages like a fine wine. It looks better every single time. And then he's not taking up as much money from you. So that's, that's all I've got really. Um, I guess we can get some closing remarks and we have hit the 46 minute mark. So we'll, we'll wrap this up before it hits 50 for sure. Uh, anything, anything to close it off. Corey, say something. Uh, stop hating on Ben Simmons and be happy that we are in a conversation to be able to land him and that we have an asset like John Wall that is attractive to be able to send over there with some picks, hopefully. And, yeah, I pray that the Rockets can get Ben Simmons because it's going to do wonders for the young core and adding him being a young player to that cast. All right. Uh, that was very nice to record me. I don't want to talk about Ben Simmons anymore. I, I don't want to talk about him anymore. But let's let's talk about <laughs> Jalen. Let's talk about what Jalen Green wore yesterday, right? Let, let's talk about if Sangoon is the GOAT. Let's talk about Sangoon's translator, all right, and how she can teach me how to speak uh, whatever he speaks, right? Because I, I, I want to be able to hold a conversation with her so I can take her out for dinner one of these days. It's a pipe dream of mine, all right? Let's talk about all the other things, all right? Let's talk about, like, which strip club 
these young men are going to lose their minds at when they come to Houston during the season, right? Let's talk about hey. all the other great things, all right? Like, I don't want to talk about Ben Simmons anymore, all right? And this is not just for Houston Rockets fans. This is for the NBA larger community. When a man gets traded, he'll get traded. But I really, the past 48 hours of Ben Simmons has to be the most head-scratching, annoying, and biggest headaches of my life. There is multiple times that I feel like muting this man or instant transmission instant transmission into your television screen or boost could do in your television screen and start yelling and slapping at people because this is this is ridiculous there is a top 25 to top 30 player in the wings waiting to be traded for freaking candy corn and people are trying to make sense of why you shouldn't trade for him if you think so i think you're on that stuff that got your uncle high last thanksgiving i don't want to talk about this anymore Hey, uh, <laughs> I lost you about halfway through there, man. Um, yeah, I guess to close it off, uh, damn, Bree uh, Simmons, man. That's that's all I got, really. I, if if they can pull it off, it will be possibly the defining move of Raphael Stone's career. I think it would be incredible if we could just fleece Daryl and give him one big, you know, screw you for leaving us. I would, I would love it. It would be poetic. It would make me very happy as a Rockets fan. Yes, it is a long shot, but who knows? Maybe in the next few days, something happens on that Simmons front and we find out more. Maybe Clutch Mafia is going to come in clutch for us. But that's going to be all for us tonight. To our listeners who have stuck with us through this whole thing, thank you. We cannot express how much your support means to us. So be sure to go and follow us on Twitter. Y'all know where to find us. It's going to be in the episode description. Uh, As always, y'all stay easy, and we'll catch y'all in the next one. Thank you. Deuces.